Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. We sitting here, I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. Did you remind the world yeah. what you said to me a few weeks ago that that Tim Tebow was better in the fourth quarter than Tom Brady? Did you remind that? Did you not say that? The world that you thought he was better than Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, I take him in a one-game scenario. I would. Get your popcorn ready. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy First Podcast here on the High Stakes Sports Debates Network. I want to thank you guys for joining us today. My name is Tom Judas, always your host. Thank you guys so much for stopping by. It is the second part of the podcast for the week here where we talk streamers because streamers help us win. It's as simple as that, people. So we're going to go over some quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end streams as well. Some guys that are some defensive guys that can potentially surprise this week with some teams on a bye. Green Bay defense on a bye. No worry. We got you covered. So... Let's jump right in here to some of these quarterbacks that I think would be legitimate streams this weekend. Now, again, just for those that are out there, we're not mentioning the obvious guys. If you drafted Eli Manning, if you drafted Matt Ryan, you're starting them. If you drafted Phillip Rivers after he just threw over 500 yards, I think he went something like 44 for 63, you're starting Phillip Rivers. So... Uh, again, I think Matthew Stafford is a guy that I'm going to stream this week. Uh, we know that every time the Lions play the Bears, it always becomes shootout central. Uh, you know, this, we know that Matthew Stafford, based on volume, has a history of being able to light guys up. And anytime you're throwing to Calvin Johnson, you talk about a guy like Golden Tate, man. Really good number two receiver, man down those number one duties for Russell Wilson, his rookie and sophomore year. So I like the weapons around him. I like the matchup, Matthew Stafford versus the Vikings at home. Uh, I think this could be another 20 to 25 point outing for Stafford if he can minimize the turnovers. And I think that's the big thing here is minimizing the turnovers. Uh, then I think that he's poised for a low-end quarterback one day, and I don't see why he can't repeat the performance of last week. Sam Bradford is a guy that I look at here. Uh, obviously, again, probably use the 10th rounder. Could be on your waiver wire. He might be owned. At Carolina, it's a tough matchup, but if you're an Aaron Rodgers owner and you're desperate, I could see you throwing Sam Bradford out there. This offense does look a little bit better. We saw them on Monday night when the run game's active. You know, Sam Bradford, he can play. Um, You know, now, again, you can also argue that Bradford's been streaky, and he has, but it could be one of your better options. Let's go over somebody else. I think that... I think that Brian Hoyer might be a great stream this week. You talk about a matchup at Miami. Yes, this defense played big last week, but that could have been off of emotion, not to mention they were coming out of a bye. I think that Miami right now is a team that looks atrocious, and anytime I've got DeAndre Hopkins uh, catching the balls that I'm throwing, I know that I've got a pretty good chance if Hoyer can eliminate the turnovers... With a with a with a Arian Foster whose groin is hurting, 
I think Brian Hoyer could be a guy that you could pick up, plug in, and play on Sunday for an Aaron Rodgers buy, a Peyton Manning buy. Um, again, I think Jameis Winston is serviceable at Washington. Uh, again, not an intimidating matchup by any stretch of the imagination. Washington continues to show that its dysfunctional uh, ownership has poisoned this team as there's just no consistency, no leadership. Uh, I, I am not threatened by Washington at all. Um, so if I had to throw Winston out there and hope I don't throw more than two interceptions, I think that Winston can get it in the end zone a couple times this weekend against a struggling Washington defense. In super, super deeper leagues, maybe playing a 16-man league, I'll be flat out honest with you, I'm in a 16-man league with Peyton on a bye, so I'm turning to Pittsburgh quarterback Landry Jones. Guys showed that with the talent around him, you talk about anytime you're playing with Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, and Martavis Bryant, and your name's not Michael Vick, you have an opportunity to put up fantasy points on a weekly basis. Landry Jones showed that he can get the ball downfield on occasion. That one touchdown throw last week to Martavis Bryant was very nice. He floated it over the defender, and 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 and, and Martavis just went up and snagged it. Okay, you're listen. Antonio Brown is arguably the best receiver in the NFL, and Vic couldn't get this guy the ball. I've got more faith in Landry Jones. Not to mention when you've got Martavis Bryant taking routine eight eight yard slant routes to the house, making multiple people miss. There's an opportunity for fantasy production here. So in super deep leagues. I say throw out Landry Jones. It's flipping a coin, basically. But hey, if I'm flipping a coin, at least I got Antonio Brown doing the flipping. Uh, other other late quarterback. I think Zach Mettenberger is worth a deep flyer. We know that uh, Marcus Mariota has officially been ruled out for this week's game versus the Atlanta Falcons. I think that Zach Mattenberger can come in here. Not a plethora of talent. Let's put that out on the table right now. Okay, I like emerging Doriel Green Beckham. Uh, whatever you get out of Justin Hunter's grade and Kendall Wright. Delaney Walker at tight end. A serviceable receiving squad. Can Mettenberger put put the ball in the end zone twice against, albeit a good Atlanta defense, not dominant by any stretch of the means. The, the Titans are at home. Unless this Falcons team seriously comes prepared to play, I think Zach Mettenberger is another 14-plus league starter that you could maybe, excuse me, maybe you picked him up off waivers. Or, or at this point, just a flat-out free agent. I think that, Zach Mettenberger could provide your fantasy team with a good amount of value, um, at least for week seven. Uh, obviously, Marcus Mariota is the franchise quarterback in Tennessee, and frankly, as far as I'm concerned, I think Zach Mettenberger will be on the move in 2016. So, EJ Manuel at Jacksonville is about as suspect as it gets. Me personally, I wouldn't touch EJ Manuel even if you paid me $8,000 or $80,000 or $800,000. Okay, maybe that, but you get the notion here, folks. EJ Manuel's a big risk. Yeah, he got it done last week, but are you sold on EJ Manuel putting up 22 points again? If you had to bet your money, if you were a betting man, would you honestly put any stock in an EJ manual I personally don't think you would 
nor should you. So I'm avoiding EJ Manuel. Um, and it is technically a primetime game. It might not be at night, but the whole country, hell, the whole world's watching. Can you live up to that kind of pressure, EJ? I mean, you haven't even shown me that you can get it done at Buffalo. There's no pressure in a market like Buffalo. Point is here, folks, there are other guys that I would rather go with. I'm staying away from Nick Foles, even though the matchup on paper does look good. I just don't know what to trust from Nick Foles. And frankly, I'm not willing to invest into such something that's so risky. Kirk Cousins is interesting, but he's been really turnover prone. Same could be said about Winston, but... Something about Winston tells me out of a bye with the talent around him that he could salvage you a 20-point fantasy day. Um, so, um, yeah, those are my quarterback streams for this week. Again, uh, also one more to throw out there to mention, I guess. I like Derek Carr at this point, though, with the type of early season that he had. He's probably more of a... You probably already known about him and started him, but I like the matchup against the San Diego Chargers. Uh, I think Derek Carr coming out of a bye with Amari Cooper, Michael Crabtree, there's not. It's not blowing away with talent, but Carr has enough weapons to have a nice fantasy outing. So Those are my quarterback streamers for Week 7 of the NFL season. Man, it's already Week Seven. Let's move on to some wide receivers here. One guy that I do really like, and at this point, I don't know if he's a streamer, but after this week, after last week, I should say, at this point, you know to start Martavis Bryant. It's no longer a secret. The cat is out of the bag, folks. Anytime you take eight-yard slants to the house, people are going to start expecting things from you. Consider Martavis Bryant a boomer bust wide receiver, too, every week. Because, listen, you'll get three catches for 58 yards, but you'll also get what you got last weekend. And P and FYI, that was Landry Jones. Just imagine when Ben Roethlisberger comes back. Obviously, Alan Hearns, you're starting him. I mean, I think he's either scored a touchdown or almost 100 yards in like four straight games. Don't quote me on that, but he's put up double-digit fantasy points for a good little while here. I keep rolling out Alan Hearns. Blake Bortles is going to pass to somebody. He's th- He threw over 50 times last week. You know the volume's going to be there. I'm definitely starting Alan Hearns in my wide receiver two or flex. I also really like Willie Sneed this week at the Indianapolis Colts. I think that that's a solid stream. Uh, if you've got guys on a bye, maybe Demarius Thomas or Emmanuel Sanders you had to say goodbye to this week. I think Willie Sneed could come in there against the Colts. We know that Vontae Davis will probably play Cooks, but Willie Sneed will get the bulk majority of Drew Brees' second looks. He's shown that he can get open with good route running. I'm a fan of Willie Sneed. I th- hell, I think he's a good DFS play if you play Daily Fantasy. I think Willie Sneed is everything you want. I think he gets eight to nine targets. I think he catches six balls for about 60 to 70 yards. And you got yourself a nice low end, but hey, double-digit fantasy point day from Willie Sneed. I think Pierre Garçon could be interesting this week. 
if you stream if 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 you need help stream him. Stefan Diggs, though. Get this guy in your lineup, folks. At Detroit, nothing intimidates you about Detroit secondary. Frankly, it looks like they went to Toys R Us over the offseason to 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 try to bolster that secondary. And I'm just not a fan, frankly. Um I think Stefan Diggs come in, see eight to ten targets. They already said they like him over Wallace and Charles Johnson. Charles Johnson's 2014 seems like 3,000 years ago at this point. I think Stefan Diggs could legitimately be Teddy Bridgewater's top target. And at that point, hey, listen, Bridgewater's not a world beater yet, but I think Stefan Diggs helps Bridgewater become a better quarterback. Uh, and you gotta love the matchup at Detroit, so... I also think Kendall Wright is an interesting stream. Again, that's Mariota's best friend, but it's a good matchup on paper. Sneakily, Justin Hunter could be a guy you might want to... I mean, I'm talking 16-man desperation here because we know that when Mettenberger was playing before Mariota was drafted that Justin Hunter was that top target in preseason. Now, I'm not saying that you know you should rush to your waiver right now to pick up um, to pick up uh, Justin Hunter, but what I'm saying is, and if you're in a desperation spot, maybe you got AJ Green on a buy this week. You got Randall Cobb, or excuse me, yeah, Randall Cobb on a buy. D. Thomas, and you've got no options. Justin Hunter could be interesting. I also like Rashard Matthews of the Miami Dolphins going to play the Houston Texans this week. Listen, Rashard Matthews has been targeted, and he's led the team in snaps opposite of Jarvis Landry. So why not give this kid a role? Maybe you're, again, you're in deeper leagues. You need a bi-week replacement. I think Rashard Matthews can come in here, get about eight targets, and he's been efficient, Rashard. That's the thing about Rashard that you like. The efficiency is there. So, uh, I like him. Kamar Aiken, maybe just based off of volume. And you know Steve Smith is going to play, so that's where Patrick Peterson's going to be. I like Kamar Aiken as somebody that can come in, maybe get you seven catches. Uh, and, and again, that's that's really valuable in PPR. I mean, that's seven points just based off of catches. So, Ruben Randall's interesting. Again, people were calling his name last week, but I really like him this week. Just because Beckham continues to be hindered by that hamstring. And I hate to say it, but this is almost a must win. I know this division is trash. I mean, trash is an understatement, frankly. But I think that Ruben Randall is going to have to step up for this Giants team to win. It's as simple as that. Will this offensive line protect Eli Manning is the question. With Randy Gregory, uh, uh, you know... You got uh, Charles John, not Charles Johnson. That freaking pass rusher that Dallas just acquired is escaping my name. The Kraken. Um, you know they're going to be able to get to Eli Manning, and he's going to have to get rid of the ball. So uh, deeper, deeper, deeper leagues. Uh, Doriel Green Beckham. They're talking about getting him more involved. Uh, I throw him out as a pure desperation flyer. Basically, that Titans offense is just a pure desperation flyer this week, uh, is the moral of the story. Um, 
other desperation flyers. At this point, I can't believe I'm saying this because I use a third-round pick on him. Andre Johnson is a desperation flyer. Um, you know, he has shown no consistency. This guy is done. It's just, it's that simple. If you started him against the, the Texans a couple weeks ago, congratulations to you. Outside of that, um, yeah, this guy's borderline droppable. So, those are some of my wide receiver streamers, guys that you can get relatively cheap. Let's move on to our running backs. Obviously, Freeman is ranked at the top, even though you guys all know that I hate Devontae Freeman. I don't want to get into it. Excuse me, my phone just went off. Uh, wow, that noise is really annoying. Okay, what is going on? I apologize for this, folks. This is really unprofessional. Um, okay, so that noise went away. I don't know what that was. I'm really sorry about that. Um, so just some more streams that uh, you know that you can utilize this week. I believe we were talking about running backs. Uh, so I like, obviously, you're starting Le'Veon Bell. Gurley at this point is an every week start. Uh, we don't need to talk about these guys anymore. So, one of the running backs that I really like personally that you that is kind of value is Danny Woodhead. Again, Danny Woodhead has shown, and first of all, we know that Melvin Gordon is nicked up. This is a great matchup for Danny Woodhead to exploit at home against Oakland. I think he's going to get about 15 total touches personally. What he does with them is up to him. But I think in a desperate, not a desperation, but if this guy's your wide receiver, your running back two in PPR fantasy, I think you're in really good shape. Phillip Rivers loves this guy. He's got a bromance with him. I think Danny Woodhead is a solid start this week versus the Oakland Raiders. Uh, desperation flyer after the week Jonathan Stewart had. Go ahead, throw him out there. Maybe this is when he catches some fire and gets a little hot. Uh, I'm not saying that I would, I mean, I'm, I have Jonathan Stewart and I might have to start him due to bye week, but he could be on the start of a hot streak. I also really like Christine Michael. Now, again, this Cowboys team has came out and said, oh, yeah, we're going to stick with Joe Randall. Yeah, sure you are. At a certain point, the 220-pound Michael is going to get an opportunity to be able to get the football, play Smash Mouth football, and really hit somebody. You really don't see Joseph Randall do that. More of a scat back, more of a guy that's going to make you miss in space. Not so much of a bruiser, and I think that that's the element of this run game that Dallas is missing without DeMarco Murray is just that power smash-mouth football. Just north-south, hit you in the mouth, take my four to six, and keep it moving. And that's what I like about Christine Michael. I also think Matt Jones is a solid, solid uh, streamer. Again, um, Chris Thompson, the team's primary passing catching, pass catching specialist, thank you, is looking to be on the wrong side of questionable this week. And again, we know that we know that Alfred Alfred Morris's hands are made out of flat out steel, so he's not catching any balls. Which means on third downs, I expect to see Matt Jones. And that will translate to fantasy production. I could see Matt Jones having 15 points this week. 
catches, baby. That's what that does. I think Duke Johnson is a nice PPR start this week at St. Louis. I don't think he'll find much success up the gut, but I think Duke Johnson will make up for it with a lot of receptions. They're finally starting to split this guy out wide like they talked about in preseason. I think Duke Johnson, you go out there, go out there, trot him out there. I think that that's fine. Um, I think this could be a good start for him. I also like Charles Sims in PPR. Doug Martin exploded before the bye, but again, Charles Sims, he kept spelling. Spelling, spelling, spelling. And I know that Doug Martin owners are starting to get a little nervous. If Charles Sims is out there, I think he could get you 10 points on a desperation flyer shot. And uh, we all know how that is. Here's my problem. Here's what I'm worried about now. Chark Kendrick West. Do you start this guy? Last week against the Minnesota Vikings, whose rush defense is underrated. That's a pretty good front. Um, I'm just a little hesitant. I thought that Chark Kendrick might be a beneficiary of some catches because Andy Reid said, quote, he's more like Charles. And we know that Andy Reid likes to funnel targets to his running backs in this system. I just hope that Charkandrick can get in there. I I don't start him this week unless you absolutely have to. I see wh- until he produces, he's got to stay on the bench. Brandon Oliver is a sneaky DFS play. Again, with Melvin Gordon shaking up, Brandon Oliver could be this team's primary inside the tackles back. He also does catch the football, so that could be an interesting start. Again, this is deep league. Deep league consideration. So, any other running backs here that I like? Theo Riddick is interesting in PPR. Uh, Again, deeper leagues. I trot him out there, see what he gets. I'm a little cautious about Amir Abdullah this week, guys. Not going to lie to you, I'm benching Amir Abdullah. Uh, He's fumbled, I believe, in back-to-back games. And that's nothing that you never want to see that. I think Theo Riddick might be a solid PPR play. So, if I didn't mention him, he either sucks or you start him. Or you're Alfred Morris. So, let me finish. Go ahead and bench Alfred Morris. It's not his week. Um, (laughs) Or maybe it is and I'm just, you know, overanalyzing the whole Chris Thompson thing. But, I mean, seriously, does anybody feel safe anymore starting Alfred Morris? I know I don't. So, well, I don't own him either. So, that also works out for me. So, let's start moving over to tight ends. Tight, 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 tight ends. Okay, so there's a couple guys here. I think that Jordan Cameron's worth a stream. Again, he hasn't done much, but we know that Houston has struggled to contain opposing offenses this year. And I think Jordan Cameron could be the beneficiary of some of that. Again, also, fellow recipient award winner for I'm Always Hurt Every Year. Jordan Reed is back from practice, back into practice, and he's listed as probable. I think Jordan Reed is a guy you can plug in and play this week. Rock and roll, baby. Anytime Kirk Cousins is under center, his main target is Jordan Reed. I like Ladarius Green as a stream this week. Uh, I think apparently from what I heard news-wise, um, Antonio Gates isn't looking too good. So I think that Ladarius Green with the injuries just everywhere in San Diego right now, Ladarius Green could be in for a volume, uh, a voluminous type of role. Um, other tight ends that I like on a desperation stream, Jared Cook. 
Again, that's one of those you just pray for a touchdown this week. I think this is the matchup that if you absolutely needed it, it's versus Cleveland. But expect that if you're running with Jared Cook because you're in a really deep league, know that it's end zone or bust. But he could get in the end zone this week. Kobe Fleener's another nice stream versus the Saints. Uh, Andrew Luck is back under center, and he you know he targets Fleener. So, again, that's another deep, deep play. Uh, but I think it's one that could indeed be serviceable. Obviously, just because of the lack of tight end depth, you're starting Gronk if Antonio Gates plays Gates. Olsen, Kelsey, Graham, unfortunately, dropped the ball on another one. Uh, Delaney Walker, I think, is a good start. Julius Thomas is a good start. Charles Clay is a good start. Witten's a good start. Obviously, those are all must-starts. Here's the question. Gary Barnage or no Gary Barnage? And because last week... Gary Barnage was very touchdown dependent. And the week before that, he got some yards. But this guy just seemed to appear out of nowhere, and I'm wondering whether all these fantasy points are just fluky. So, obviously you start him. It's the St. Louis Rams can guard the tight end, though. So, you know, just be wary of that. Um, and, yeah, I think that... Uh, those are your start end. Those are your tight end streams. I'm not really touching anybody else. Uh, who's my tight end of the week that just gets one catch for eight yards and a touchdown and magically saves your week? I think that's. I think that this week that's going to be Zach Ertz. Uh, I don't see him being much involved. He's never really involved, but this could be the week Zach Ertz gets in the end zone for you. Also, another sneaky play, and, and and I'll put him in this category with Zach Ertz, is, is Eric Ebron. He's coming back from his injury. He'll be out there against the Minnesota Vikings. All right, to the end of the show, let's talk about our quick defensive streams, and you guys can get out of here for the week. Um, obviously, you know, you're starting any of the top ten defenses. These are desperation plays. I think Tampa Bay could be a desperation play. Um, again, they're at Washington. Kirk Cousins is very turnover prone, which anytime that a quarterback throws an interception, you know the opportunity for them to return it is always there. So desperation flyer goes out to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I like the Dallas Cowboys, believe it or not. I think that the Kraken, whose name's escaping me for some reason today, and uh, Randy Gregory will be coming back. Uh, you got Rolando McClain. This... New York Giants offensive line was very suspect on Monday Night Football. They're on a short week. I think that Dallas could be a very interesting spot start for you. Again, I'm throwing out desperation plays at this point. If you have the Minnesota Vikings defense, the Rams defense, the Patriots defense, you know that you're starting them this week. So I don't need to go ahead and tell you that. Um, hey, listen. I was going to start them last Thursday night against the, the Falcons, but I think the Saints could be an interesting desperation play. Yes, they are one of the worst defenses in the league. You know what? Actually, I just saw that matchup at Indianapolis. I'm, I thought they were at the RC, the uh, Mercedes-Benz Dome. I'm, I'm, I'm omitting that. You should not start the New Orleans Saints defense. Um, so, yeah. I mean, that's basically it. It's, it's slim pickings this week. Um, Kansas City Chiefs against Landry Jones could be interesting. They are at home. They could get to Landry a little bit. 
Um, again, this team has struggled to cover and, uh, receivers, and this week you have arguably the best receiver tandem coming into town. Uh, but Kansas City always plays good at Arrowhead. Again, desperation start. I'm personally not relying on the Chiefs. But if I had to hope for four sacks and maybe salvage eight points for my defense, I think Kansas City Chiefs can get you that this week. Yeah, I do. Um, so, well, that's it for the show today, guys. Thank you for listening to the streaming episode. Again, like I told you guys, now we're going to hit the podcast two separate days of the week because uh, I know it's more convenient to listen to a half-hour episode than an hour. Uh, if you want to go ahead and support the podcast, please go on iTunes. Give us a ranking and a review. It's a free way to show some support, show some love, and I'd really appreciate it. You can do the same thing on Stitcher. We are on iTunes and Stitcher Radio now. Also, if you feel like you can debate me in sports, please come on the show. I'd love to start getting some debate topics going. Could be really exciting for the people out there. You can hit me up on Twitter at SportsDebateTom or on Gmail at HighStakesSportsDebates at gmail.com to contact me. Like I said, the notifications pop up right on my phone, so I'll get it interesting, uh, or I'll get it instantly. And yeah, also check out the YouTube channel. I'm going to be doing a trade channel, trade segment. Also, the next episode of Destination Dynasty was just posted, so for those Dynasty freaks out there, uh, go get a little bit of fix there. Um, and another Fantasy First will be coming out soon. Uh, we're going to have, we're going to talk trades, analyzing trades, and how to rebuild your roster for the future, as in the rest of the season. So, thank you guys so much for being on the show today. Uh, my name is Tom Jude. I thank you guys for coming out. This was the Fantasy First podcast here on the High Stakes Sports Debates Network. Thank you guys for stopping by, and we will see you next time.